listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys, and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship. The good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie and Katie, the hosts of the Make She Happen podcast. And it is time for our Thursday episode. And wow, I mean, we have like hit January <laughs> out of the gate and like running. I, I'm going to tell them this little story about my legs. Katie always makes fun of, of like, not makes fun. I mean, my legs are legit long. And yesterday she, we're like running, you know, we're, we're like, our business is taken off and we're running and my legs are really long. And, and she says to me yesterday, sometimes I just, and she goes, my legs are kind of short, right? Shorter than Melanie's. She goes, sometimes I just want to like step on you and slow you down and like hold the process. Right. You know, it's like running with Matt in the airport. Like I, even you are terrible. Like my poor little legs, like get a workout anytime I am around you, but it was totally a metaphor for like our business because I don't know, Melanie, I've just, I've worked with you for nine years. I know this about you. You run like you run, but you pace yourself. You've gotten better. Thank goodness. I am getting better. Pace yourself. But sometimes when you got little legs, man, (laughs) I am like running. And there is, there are times when I'm like, I'm going to take her down because she's low it. She needs to slow it down. But it's so good. It's so good. Cause sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, slow it down, Melanie. Think about the details and all the, like Katie's going to ask you for the details. So if you run too fast and you don't think about the details, it's going to be counterproductive. Like, I love that about our partnership is yeah. it's like we run, but we run with a lot of intentionality, you know? Yeah. And it, it really, it's so true. I just, I always think about those things. Actually, one of the women we mentor, Susan, sent me a message last night. She's like, I knew without a doubt, Melanie was an Enneagram three. And I, now it makes sense that you're an Enneagram six. So I'm like a loyalist. And I said, well, it's funny because I actually, if I'm in a season of stress, I go to Enneagram three and you'll see me like, like just killing it. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, we totally got sidetracked, but this is who we are. And hi, I'm Katie and this is (laughs) we're crazy. And we love what we do. We love our business. We love chic influencer. We love our chic community. And we really love that we get to mentor so many women, especially women who are in direct sales. That just, that kind of is our sweet spot. It's really where we started. It's what we have a lot of experience with. And today we we wanted to talk about a, just an email that we got from somebody who mentioned that they were going to step away from their business because 
they really weren't making any money in their direct sales business. And we hope that when we talk today and we give these this sort of feedback about what it means to actually make money in direct sales, we hope that we can be incredibly honest and just have a very candid conversation. So if everybody's open to that, I'd love to dive right in. I would too. Yes. I think this is such a great, and really we want to hit on some bullet points today because I mean, we have, we've had so many people come in and out of our business in the time, in the nine years that we've been in, in direct sales. And so we've been able to, through our own action, but also through mentoring others have been able to pinpoint some areas that really are sort of a determining factor if people actually do make money or not. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about being being busy um, and and doing business activities, but there is a difference between the kinds of activities and where you spend your time. So the first one that we're gonna we're gonna talk about today, the first reason that you might not be making money in your direct sales business is that you're might not be focusing on the right activities. And Katie, you have a good story. So I'd, I'd like for you to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, when I started, I didn't really know what the activities were that people were actually doing in order to create income. So when I started, there wasn't necessarily a uh, mentorship program that wasn't in place. It was kind of just information here and there about how to actually grow in direct sales. And I feel like actually, at full disclosure, a lot of times that is what happens. You kind of come in, you have no experience with business ownership. And then somebody says, congratulations, you own a business, figure it out. Uh, and so for me, when I started, I was, I was working full-time as a teacher and I just wanted to really get the groceries paid for. And I remember thinking, okay, so what do I have to do? I have to talk to people and, and I have to get them to purchase these, these DVDs. And then I have to help them along through the program. And then they also have to buy a really overpriced shake along with it. And that was really my understanding of what I had to do. I was so focused on how to sell more that I wasn't focused on how to serve well. And so of course it impacted my sales. And of course I was frustrated. And of course I didn't see a lot of exponential or even small growth because it just wasn't in I wasn't focused on the right things. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about the right activities, what I realize now is even when Melanie and I created the second edition of the Make She Cap and Planner, it really is very, very basic what you have to do. But the problem is if you aren't doing those things consistently, you're busying yourself with stuff instead of focusing on the priorities that are actually going to move your business forward. And so the first thing that we really want to encourage you to do is number one, do you know what the right activities are in your business? And number two, can you honestly say that you're doing them consistently? Because if you're not, that kind of answers your question with why you might not be making any income with your direct sales business. But let's kind of talk about number two as well. Or did you have anything to add to that? 
No, I think that's perfect. It just is, it's the right activities and how often should I be doing those activities? And, and so that is like, that's actually a cornerstone of, of something we talk about in mentorship too. But if you're, if you're curious, grab the Make She Cabin Planner on Amazon. Like it's actually included in there. We have our income producing activity tracker, which we tucked in this edition because it is so important. But the second thing is that people come into their direct sales business and like myself, it I really came into it saying, this is a fun hobby. This is something that I can do, you know, and I can, I can have a little income, but I can, I can work from home and and raise my kids. And so it wasn't until I really said to myself, no, no, I want to make this a business, right? Mm -hmm. Did things really begin to change? Because in essence, you know, a hobby, something that you enjoy doing, it's not really necessarily, it's not like a priority. So, you know, if you go through your day and you're like, oh, I'd like to be able to sit down and, and scrapbook, but then your whole day gets away from you and the kids are busy and you got to walk the dog and, you know, you've got a PTA meeting. Yeah. And so then your hobby gets pushed to the next day because you didn't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you treat your business the same way, I'd like to build my network marketing business, but it continues to be something that just gets pushed to the next day. You're really not, it's not really a business. You, you have a hobby that you fit in here and there, and we can't expect a hobby or a business like that, that we aren't prioritizing to pay us an income, whether it be big or small. And I think that is one of the things as I really kind of put that stake in the ground and said, okay, I'm going to treat this business like a business. It was the organization. It was getting planned and it was prioritizing the activities and then making time and actually making it a Mm non-negotiable. And so that really requires a little like reframing uh, of your mindset and you're really thinking about it differently. It's just, it's not, oh, that would be nice. It is, no, this is going to happen. And here's my game plan for making it happen. Right. And hobbies always have a way of going to the back burner, right? They Mm -hmm. always have a way of for another day. I mean, even the prime example is when my kids were really, really little, one of my husband's favorite hobbies is actually hunting. He didn't hunt really consistently for a few years because it just wasn't a priority. And then when our kids got older, he was able to make it a priority again. So when you look at your business, if you're saying, it's not a priority, it it isn't going to pay you. I mean, it's just going to be a hobby that always finds its way to the back burner unless you make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then too, you know, some people, and you and I were kind of talking about this before we hit record is sometimes people, they don't want to have a huge network marketing business. You know, sometimes it is, I I really want this to be a part-time, a supplemental income. I want to lessen the load on my finances or give me freedom to save for the future. And that's okay too. You know, the, it's not that the only people that need to treat it like a business or the ones that want to make, you know, Mm -hmm. six figures, but regardless, whatever kind of business you want, you have to come in with that mindset and that structure to make that happen. Great point. Okay. So let's talk about number three. And this is, this is such a key one. Um, but it's also one that you have to actually work on. And that is you actually really struggle with belief either in yourself 
or in the product or in both. And it's funny, I actually think back when I started the this podcast, I talked about the first time that I really signed up as, as a distributor. I was like, I had this overpriced bag of powder. Well, part of the reason I wasn't selling it was because I didn't actually understand the value of what I had to offer. And when I look at it now, I can say, wow, when I would sell a $160 pack, I was giving someone, you know, an entire fitness program. I was giving someone a solution, a nutritional solution that was good for them. It wasn't loaded with artificial ingredients and they were getting me. They were getting me to support them every step of the way on their weight loss journey. And so when I think about, well, what's that actually worth? Uh, yes, I would say it was absolutely worth that because when I shifted that look and I shifted the way I looked at what people were getting and the value I was added, I started to actually believe I was worthy of that, of that investment people were making. And so sometimes I think this does take a little bit uh, of time. It takes a little bit of time to educate yourself on what you have to offer, to get to know the catalog and to become familiar with the things that you are selling. I also believe firmly that if you aren't using the products yourself, it is going to be really hard to actually sell it. And also belief in yourself. We're talking hours and hours and hours of personal development over nine years. And even as Melanie and I would talk about and look back at 2020 and even going into 2021, the reason I think we continued to see such growth in our business and also not get deterred by certain situations is because of the work we've done on ourselves. And it goes so much further than just you as a business owner. When you really believe that you are capable of making an impact on somebody else's life, you start to stand a little taller. You start to, you actually start to know your worth. You actually start to have this confidence when you walk into a room. You start to see that people naturally gravitate towards you because of the energy that you create. And that takes time and that is work and that is effort and you cannot get there overnight. The only way to do that, you can't go around it. You got to go through to get it. And that means there's some inside work that needs to be done. And so when it comes to belief, really gut check, ask yourself, do I believe I am capable of being successful in my direct sales business? Do I believe I am, I am worthy of the title that I am working towards? Do I believe that I have a solution for other people? Do I believe I am a confident enough leader to, to grow an organization? And if your answer is no to that, you have some work to do on the inside and don't worry. Most people do. Mm-hmm. No one is just like overly confident overnight. Yep. It takes time, especially if you have no background in direct sales. Absolutely. You're going to take time for this. Yeah. I mean, I remember, and you know this story well, when I first started in my business, I had one experience with one product and absolutely nothing else, no network marketing background or sales experience. And, you know, I would go into our online office and I would read every product training guide. And then while Landon and Bryce were having their snack time and sitting at our little, we had this little kitty table in our kitchen where they could sit. And I would walk around that kitchen table and I would talk about our products or I would talk about the business opportunity. And I would pretend that they were somebody asking me for more information. And so, 
I would practice saying it so that I didn't stumble over my words because it made me feel incredibly uncomfortable to not have that confidence. So instead of saying, I'm not confident, I'm not just not going to invite people or talk about it. I leaned into that and I found a way in a safe space to create, you know, give myself confidence through education Mm-hmm. But to practice through sort of that role playing that my kids didn't even know was was taking place. So, you know, I want you guys to know that we both started in the same place. We didn't necessarily have a ton of confidence, but we worked at it. And that is something that is incredibly important. Yeah. And All also right. just along those lines too, Melanie, yeah. we were, we were going to talk about this as another point, but just, I think it lends itself really well. Okay. Stop hiding behind the product. Mm-hmm. You as the owner of your business, you become the face of, of what you do. And that means what matters more is why you do it, not what you specifically do. And gosh, oh my gosh, Melanie, do you remember we would take these terrible pictures and we would have like our fancy shaker cup. And we were all about the neon back then. Yeah. We didn't have our fancy shaker cup. And I mean, I talk about how the very first post I did said like decide, commit, succeed. And then it had a link and a fancy like Katie holding a, a, a very obnoxious shaker cup. And it was all blurry. It was terrible. It was so yeah. bad. But we often want to just hide behind the product because we're scared of what people might say when they see our face. We cannot yeah. be afraid of what people will think, which goes into, of course, the next topic. It does. It does. And, you know, I, I mean, firsthand have experiences where when I started that I was letting other people's opinions sort of keep me from sharing my story. And that, and that's the point it's, are you letting other people's opinions keep you from pursuing your passion? Do you, before you create a a post or before you send an invite to think about, oh my gosh, what if Sally down the street or Susan, my neighbor sees this and what if they don't like it? Or what if I offend them? Or what if I lose friends? Or, you know, what if somebody gives me like, you know, the cold shoulder when I see them because I'm running this business online? Or what if people just think I'm trying to sell them on a product? And so, you know, at, at the beginning, again, we we can get inside of our own head and we can begin to overthink it. And some of that may come from past experiences. Maybe you've done something and people haven't been supportive of you. Maybe you do have a, a toxic sort of friend group or people you surround yourself with. And so it is very easy to kind of get sucked into that. Oh my gosh, what are other people going to think? I don't want to, I don't want to share my story. I don't want to talk about, you know, why I'm deciding to make this change or, or start this business. Cause I'm, I'm worried about what other people are going to say. And I'll tell you that people already don't like you, even though you haven't even started your business yet. Right. Just, just being there just are people out there. They just don't like your vibe and it doesn't matter. You could try to please them in every way you can, you can overanalyze a conversation or a post. And it just is, it's so true. People are just going to have an opinion about it. And at the end of the day, you have to say to yourself, do I believe in, in what I'm doing? You know, I had this conversation with Matt sitting outside of a family member's house and that one specific family member, just, they just kept they just kept laying it on real thick. You know, they were really kind of digging in and I was mentally preparing myself. I'm like, why do they just have to give me such a hard time? And I'm like, just, I just get so angry that they just won't like stop. Like, when are you going to quit? When are you going to be done with this? When are you going to just go back to normal? And he looked at me and he was like, Melanie, are you selling something that you, that doesn't work? 
Are you, do you, is this business opportunity? Is it, is it fake? Are you ripping people off? Is it a scam? And I was like, no, he goes, he goes, are you sure? And I was like, I wholeheartedly believe in it. Look, I am physical and living proof that it works, that it, that it's doable, that it makes a positive impact. My life is better because of it. And he goes, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what they say. If you believe it, you have to confidently go in there and say, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I do because I know it makes people better and it's making me better as well. I love that story. And I know that story so well. And I also want to note that it doesn't necessarily, you aren't safe once you get to a certain rank and or a certain income in your business when it comes to how other people feel about you. And even for me, when I think about one of the hardest experiences I've ever had with people's opinions, it came about five years into wow. building my network marketing business. I had had some issues with my organization. A lot of people had left. They had gone to build somewhere else. And I remember a woman referred to me as the laughing stock of the community. And I had at the time people right in my, in my community, there were quite a few people part of the organization and they had left. And I was so overcome with emotion about that comment that I remember not wanting to go to PTA meetings, my son's conferences. Mm -hmm. I had such a fear of running into her that it really was blocking me from being able, it's even still to this day, hard for me to talk about it was blocking me from doing the work that I felt very called to do. And so the process of letting go of that sort of shame and that fear and that anxiety that had set in was, it was therapy for me. And it was a long time. It was a process. And so when we talk about building, I really want you to understand that somebody is going to have an opinion. And Melanie nailed it when she said, somebody already doesn't like you. But what we have both come to find is when people don't like you, it very often has nothing to do with you and everything to do with who they are and where they are in their own level of confidence yes. and where they are in their life. And to this day, that is a constant reminder that sometimes I'm a trigger for other people. Melanie is a trigger for other people. It doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. It simply means that when people see us, they are reminded that there is something else that they want in life and there is something holding them back from getting it. Because you know that somebody more successful is never going to bash you for going out and doing what you're called to do or like trying or attempting. It just doesn't work that way. So just really think of who you are taking to heart, who yeah. those people are, and make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who genuinely are freaking rooting for you to win. I love it. I yeah. love it. Okay. So the last one, the last one we're going to talk about today is, you know, consistency. So again, you know, starting a business from scratch or, you know, ramping things up, there is this sort of lag time. We talk about it. And if you haven't read the book, The Slight Edge or, or even mm -hmm. The Compound Effect, go get it. Because that is that is all business, whether you are direct sales, whether you have a product, a service, experience, a membership site, you know, a subscription box, whatever it is that you do, I want you to remember that when you launch, initially, you sort of have this like uptick in people that are like, they know, like, and trust you. They love you. 
we call them our dirt list. They're the people that would literally buy dirt from you because they would support any cause, right? But then what happens is that initial drop-off goes away. And what we're left with is we have to then essentially prove ourselves. We have to prove our concept. We have to prove our mission. We have to tell, tell our story over and over again. We have to position ourselves as an expert. And so we, as individuals, as business owners, marketing out there on social, it's consistency. It is not just once in a while, I'll tell my story on social or I'll make a post or when the sun is shining or when I'm well-rested or the baby takes a nap, then I'll show up and do my business. It is, this is my business. I'm committed Social is my platform to be able to get the message out there. And I have to decide what consistency looks like for me and then actually be disciplined to make it happen. Right. So Melanie, I remember too, somebody once taught me that practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent. And when we talk about permanency, we also mean you have to be willing to reflect and refine the things that you're doing and really look at the content that you are creating so that you're you're sure that the message that you're putting out is being well-received by your audience. Yes. If I was consistent with showing people my shaker cup nine years into the business and telling them still to decide, commit, succeed, I am really going to be happy that someone along the way had the courage to mentor me close enough to say, listen, I know you want to sell your shakes, but there's a better way to do mm-hmm. it. And so we also want to make sure that we're armed with um, mentors who are guiding guiding our steps and making sure that the, the permanency and the consistency that we're looking for is in the right direction, that we're doing the right activities, that we're focused on yielding results um, in the short term, but also those results are making an impact on the long term of our business as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, consistency really is what you make it mean. Mm -hmm. If it's five days a week, if it's three days a week, if it's seven, you get to decide as long as you, you decide and you commit and you will succeed. I know. I was like, man, that just rolled that first post. That just rolled right off my tongue. But you know, you (laughs) talked about you need a mentor, right? And you talked about needing mentorship, and and so we want to share with you guys. You know, as we're walking through each of these bullet points today, you know, I'm sure you're thinking like, wow, I'd really like to dive into income producing activities and what do they look like and how often. And I'd really like to talk about growing in my confidence and, you know, stepping into my story and consistency on social. Well, you know, Katie and I have a lot of experience. We have a lot of experience succeeding and we have more experience in failing because I believe that you have to fail way more than you succeed, right? Like you really have to try a lot of things. And we've been very successful in our direct sales business and in also launching Chic Influencer. And direct direct sales done right came out of this conversation about actually why people, why it gets a bad name and why it like, why people quit and why people don't stick with it. And we were like, man, what's the difference between doing direct sales right and doing it wrong. And we sat down and we made this list of all the things that we want people to know when they start in network marketing. Like these are the things that you need to do and know and believe to build a foundation for success. And we packaged that up in a four-week program, and we call it Direct Sales Done Right. All right, so Direct Sales Done Right. It's it's a four-week mentorship, 
Okay. It starts on February the 8th and we are opening up this private group. And so there'll be four calls. So Katie and I for four weeks will walk you guys through one-on-one calls. And we also give you like this beautiful list of resources that you're going to get that we have used in its scripts and guides and how-tos and time management tips and confidence hacks that we have. But basically we're going to teach you foundation foundation of success because you can't build a network marketing business on a foundation of sand. Mm -hmm. It needs to be solid. It needs to be solid rock. And so that is what we're going to do in our our time together, right? Did I miss anything? No, it is just a four-week mentorship program. It's pretty intensive and we do cap the number of spots that we do allow. But we also have, if you check out the show notes, a special coupon just for you, um, our listeners of the podcast, and you can actually save $50 on the mentorship. So enrollment is now open through February 7th. Yep. And then we officially kick it off on February 8th of 2021. If you are listening to this later than the air date and you guys, I I have one more note about the direct sales done right program that I really, I feel very called to share is that this isn't a, this isn't a, like this could possibly work, or maybe this is the answer that I need. This is a, it will work. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to do the work, if you are willing to implement the strategies that Melanie and I are teaching after nine years of growing seven figure businesses, it will work. And so if you ask me if it is a life changing investment that you could make in your business, Absa freaking lutely. So we hope to see you in direct sales done right. Um, in the show notes, you can check out the link, the information, and don't forget to take advantage of that coupon code because the spots are going to fill up fast. We hope they to are. see you plus. Okay, you guys. And if you love today's episode, will you do us a huge favor? Will you take a screenshot of you listening to this episode today and tell us what is sort of one aha moment that you had while listening in? Will you tag us at Chic Influencer and at the Make Chic Happen podcast over on IG? And if you have a little extra time, will you go to iTunes? Will you leave us a rating and a review? Because that helps us get in front of more business owners that need the support the tools, the tips, and advice to make their businesses grow. So thanks for hanging with us today and we will see you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.